Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with hosts Rick and Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hey everybody, this is Melissa Grimm, and I have Becky Morgan with me, co-hosting the show tonight. Tonight is a very special episode. I guess you could call it Live on Location. Becky and I are currently at Iron Man, Arizona, in, in Tempe, Arizona, also known as IMAZ. And uh, if you can hear me uh, breathing hard, it's because I'm exercising right now. And that is the topic of the show, exercising and or training on the road. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Becky and I are, and uh, Kim Cockerham, we'll hear here in a minute, um, are training for a half Ironman in Florida, leading up to a full Ironman right here in Arizona next year. So we're volunteering at this year's Ironman so we can get a spot in next year's Ironman in Arizona because it's very popular. So um, let's go ahead and bring uh, Kim Cockerham on. She is a Lake Placid uh, Ironman finisher. Hey, Kim. Hi, girls. How are you? Doing great. Breathing a little hard, but doing great. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so tell us about your Ironman. We want to hear. Give us all the details. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you. You know, it's three years ago, and uh, shoot, I had just started, actually just started running like in 2008 with Team and Training, and Team and Training um, raises money for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So I had never been a runner at all um, and had just, I would always admire runners, you know, like watch them in the rearview mirrors I went by, you know, and thought, oh, I would love to do that. Started running and did a, a marathon with them in 2009 in Disney. And I did another one in Cleveland. I followed it up in May. Um, and then the last marathon I did, I did it with my daughter in 2010 in San Diego. And I just always was getting hurt. I just, I, I started running more and I let the strength training go. And, and then, you know, you just leave yourself open for injuries. So I thought, well, you know, I wanted to, part of our team was doing tries and um, so swim, bike, run. And so I did it just because this whole group was going to do it. And we ended up doing again through team and training. We did the St. Anthony try and it ironically down in Florida where we live now. Um, and that was an Olympic distance. So the swim was 0.93, um, ocean swim, open water, ocean, um, a, I think it was like 20, 20, 25 mile bike ride. And then it was a 10 K, a 6.2 mile run. So that was my first experience with try and just kind of got hooked because it's so fun breaking things up, like, um, doing a swim. I'd never swam other than, you know, in a pool growing up, you know, we swam, but not to run laps swim laps, I'm sorry, which was a um, very humbling experience, <laughs> and uh, and then bike and then run. So it was just, it was cool to do all three things and, to, you know, try something I've never done before, um, open water swim, you know, trained up in Ohio. So then when we went down for a race day, um, the end of April, beginning of May, you know, I had never been in open water. And so 
I mean, just the cool thing is, is to, to do something that you're afraid to do or that you might think, you know, think you can't do. Um, but getting around other people, uh, to me, that's one of the keys, other people doing it. So, so that was my start to try. And, um, you know, somebody had said one time, you know, the new girls might have had this before too, where they say, you know, do a try and here you guys are going right into Ironman. And they're like, Oh, you're going to do an Ironman. And I'm like, there is no way, <laughs> no way I would do that. I mean, it was, it was not even on the radar, you know, cause it was just so much bigger than I ever thought I could do, which is a huge lesson because you just don't put those, you know, those uh, ceilings on what you want to do. Um, but what in what you guys might find you know once you start getting around people and not just even athletic stuff but work wise or anything you get around like-minded people that are doing bigger things and you know and they start raising the bar for you and you just go along with them and you know before i knew it, it you know we stepped up to a half iron i did a half iron um again with human training it was called wildflower out in california um, which the California mountains were uh, a pretty humbling experience, but the atmosphere. Was hills, What's that? You got a thing about uh, courses with hills, don't you? I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I hear even though Florida's flat, this one in April, I hear the the back half has a little bit of hills to it. But you know, what's cool about hills is there's a downside. You know, you get a chance to recover coming down the other side. But uh, but Wildflower was cool. I, you know, if anybody's ever done a try, it's called the Woodstock Up Triathlon because it's one of the most iconic ones. And you actually camp. We camped in a tent before, you know, a couple of days before the race and then did it. And um, so I had a good friend that I did. Uh, his name was Ben Gray. And he um, used to, they would uh, volunteer at Ironman Lake Placid. And he started putting a bug in my ear. And um, so we decided to, you know, do that together as, as friends, him and his wife were friends with us and, uh, and that started it. And he did like what you guys are doing. He was out there cause Lake Placid used to sell out within seconds. And, um, so they would volunteer and he was out there, they volunteered and he got signed up and I was back home, you know, logged into the computer. And the biggest fear was that one of us would get in and the other one wouldn't, which is why it's so neat. You guys are out there, out there doing it. Um, but we did luckily, you know, we both got in and it was one of those, which I'm sure, you know, as soon as you hit that submit button and, and you're all in that. And I think that's one of the key things too. You know, if there's something you think you want to do, you're not quite sure how you're going to get there. Um, commit to it, you know, pay the money, sign them, sign on the bottom line and, um, and then figure it out. And so that's, pretty much that was uh end of july 2012 we signed up for the race and you guys would crack up i didn't really start training then like i kept thinking you know you kept thinking you have a year you have a year so finally when it hit january 1st i thought i better get my butt moving (laughs) and uh and get going and and it and it did and it's you know it's you know, it's such a huge, and I think you guys said, you know, it's, you know, 2.4 mile swim, 112 bike and a, and a full marathon. And you could look at something like that and think, um, you know, God, what did I just do? How am I going to do this? And you could really psych yourself out. And, and the biggest thing I would share with anybody that even thought inkling that they want to do something like that is just, you know, start moving forward, you know, and, and go like you guys did, you go find a coach, go talk to somebody, read some books, some training plans and, and find a way and just, you know, take it day by day. Don't look at the whole training plans. Look at what's ahead of you this week. 
or today and, um, you know, just get going forward. I had to, and you're going to have blips within the training. I, uh, my bike actually, my, uh, the, the front shaft had cracked on it and I was without a bike for like three weeks and lost uh, some big time there. But, um, that's what I ended up hiring a coach then just to help me through it, help me be accountable and, uh, get me to the start line. Cause that's, that's one of the biggest things is just, you know, getting the start line. So, um, the training was to me was probably the best part of the journey. You know, the race is the reward and the race day was the most phenomenal experience. Like you guys are going to get to be immersed in tomorrow. And, um, I just can't wait to, to hear about, hear about that. So, Yes, we are excited. It, it was already an exciting atmosphere. Uh, even yesterday and today, to see as the bike transition area was filling up and just to see that many bikes and to go over there where the swim start is, where the steps are, and as you're mm-hmm. looking at the lake and seeing where those buoys are way, <laughs> <laughs> so way down yeah. and saying, Oh my gosh, I can barely do a few laps in the pool, you know, and then mm-hmm. you've got to come back to what you were saying. But that's next year. That's a mm-hmm. lot of changes in between here and there. And we've already come so far, just in the little bit of time that we've been training. Mm-hmm. So you just have to have faith that the training works and the plan works mm-hmm. and to move forward from there, which is. Uh, kind of like trucking in a way. You just got to have faith that the training works and the plan works. And, you know, when you when you first go, you don't know how to drive a truck. You don't know how to do any of that stuff. But you learn a little bit every day, and it's the same way in this. You just you learn a little bit each time. To make that you know, it's happen. so true. It's, it's such a metaphor for, you know, just life in general and work in general, business, family, you know, and it's not going to be a straight line. Um, and, you know, you, I learn a lot by watching people who, you know, um, even run into, you know, get injured beforehand or DNF during the race or something. And you, you constantly look at people that you surround yourself with and learn, you know, glean stuff from them, um, just like you do in every area of your life. So it's just, um, you know, that whole thing, to, like you said, you know, get around like-minded people and, and learn, be open to learn, be open to have some setbacks, but not throw you off course that you, that you stop, you know, unless it's a, you know, race ending injury, but even with that, then you say, okay, what's next, you know? Exactly. The only thing you can recover from is not trying again. So exactly. Even failures are learning experiences and growing experiences. You just got to, mm-hmm. you know, take what, what was there. You know, did I not study enough? Did I not train enough? Did I, so what what didn't I do that I could have done, and what did I do that maybe I shouldn't have done? Mhm. Yeah, so. and it, it's just it's really I encourage, like I said, I'll be a broken record. Encourage anybody who has something they want to try, whether it's you know, and Ironman's a big one, but even if it's you know, starting um, to run, um, starting to to uh, find a way out on the road to to be more healthy to ask questions, look for people that are doing what you want to do and find somebody to mentor you and, um, and just try it. Yeah. Let's talk about some of those groups that people can find right now. If they want to start exercising, uh, one of them would be trucking runners. They have a Facebook group on uh, mm-hmm. Facebook search trucking runners. You can, uh, is it a page that you can like, right? Yes. Okay. Trucking runners without the G. Yep. Um, there is also Truckers to Triathlete. 
And I believe mm-hmm. there is a an active trucker that uh, just became an Ironman this year. I'd have to look that, but I'm pretty sure I saw uh, that post when it came through. So just because you're an over-the-road driver or you're driving every day, there are some drivers who do some of the ultra marathons, and I'm talking 100 milers. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Stephen Smith, two and three and 400 mm-hmm. miles. Um, so you can be on the road and do little bitty exercise just to stay you know, blood circulating and stay, you know, healthy, or you can do, you know, much bigger goals, uh, like Ironman or ultra running, or, uh, I'm sure there's some that do, uh, championship, uh, CrossFit or weightlifting or any number of things. So. Yeah. For cyclists out there, there's a Facebook page called ride and roll cycling. That's a really good, um, a bunch of drivers on the road too, that they will, post different areas where they can ride that ride safely. Yes. Um, There's also um, an app called all trail. So when you're out and about, you can go on all trail, kind of punch in your location. It'll do the GPS locator and it will show you trails and what kind of trails they are. Are they paved? Are they bike trails? Are they, uh, how far away is it from your location? How far of a loop is it, or is it an out and back? So that's another good um, resource to have when you're when you're out there driving. That's uh, great. Uh, another fun one is uh, pathetic triathletes. Uh, if anybody is out there right now and they don't want to exercise because They've tried it before and they just can't stick with it because it's boring. I would recommend looking into triathlons because there's three different activities. So you're always doing something different almost every day. So it's very hard to get bored when you're training for triathlons. And a a good group to join to look into synthetic triathletes or truckers to triathletes. That was my issue. I can never stick with an exercise program because I just got bored. I guess mm-hmm. but I'm, when when Becky convinced me to start training for Ironman, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that could be fun." And there's just this, there's so much. I mean, it's almost impossible to get bored when you're training for a triathlon. So if exercising bores you, and that was your problem, which was mine, I would look into uh, triathlon. And speaking of uh, you know being around people that will help you and pull you through. I, uh, when we decided we were going to come down here and volunteer, I saw that they were going to do a 5k. So I was like, yeah, let's do the 5k. You know, that was my first goal, you know, to work towards. And before the 5k, I had gotten all the way up to two miles running and a 5k is 3.1 miles. So I was a little, I mean, I was, I felt ready. But, you know, when it comes to the actual race and you start running, uh, especially when you're trying to keep up with an experienced runner like Becky, uh, I kept saying to her, 3.1 miles is a lot shorter in my head. (laughs) (laughs) But Becky was great. She slowed down for me. She stayed with me. She challenged me. She motivated me. She got me through it. And we, we did it in 48 minutes. So really happy about that and very thankful that Becky was there to help me. Yes, we had a great time. Yeah, beautiful course. 
And yes, I was right. I was just looking up on Facebook. There was there is a truck and runner that did. I know a seventy point three. I just looked him up. So uh, you can be over the road driver and train for um, an endurance sport. It's just a matter of um, figuring out your time, maybe getting up a little bit early, doing some things a little bit differently than other people might do. But it is possible, and it is, and it is doable. Mm-hmm. Kim, what would you suggest for somebody just getting started with an exercise program of any of any type, whether it's just to walk around the block or get starting it started on a endurance plan? Um, that's a really good question because I know a lot of people it might stop them because they they aren't quite sure where to start, or you know. I guess one of my biggest advices would be say, you know, don't don't be an all or nothing type person too. Just, you know, tell yourself get out there and walk a little bit and get started. Define what your your goals are. You know, is it um do you want to do a race? Do you want to be a part of something like that or are you just looking to um, you know, build some strength or what it is? Search out somebody doing it. Um search out somebody doing it or I know I don't know what you guys do. I think Becky, I don't know if you were the uh, YMCA or a national type chain um, that might motivate you if you need to be around people or you might need some guidance, you know, um, do your local, you know, even people that do Planet Fitness, LA Fitness, any of those chains, um, talk with somebody, get a plan, and um, then step back and see, like I said, how that fits with what your goals are. Um, If it's just for health, you know, walking is ideal it's just so great to just get out there and get walking um you know wherever you you know stop do it first before you do you know um before you get in your truck or um once you stop and get that done first take care of you first we we talk about that a lot on on destination house just um you're important and it's getting out there and exercising it's um just getting started yeah one of the things that really helped me when i first started on the run portion of this uh, was somebody recommended uh, 10K Trainer. It's an app that you can download mm. on your smartphone. Pretty sure it's available in both stores. It should be. But just go on your whatever store you have, search for 10K Trainer and download that. It's a great, great interval training program. You can go from couch to 10K with this program. And that's exactly what I did. I started coming off the couch and I just did a 5K. So I'm halfway yeah. through my 10K. And it's, it's, it's a great app. I, I just absolutely love it. That is so great. Yeah, and, I would, and if it is something like that, doing a race, I, I, you know, find one and sign up for it, you know, and put the plan in place. What I love about plans is it tells you, you know, everything you need to do today and then your rest days are priceless because, you know, you can allow yourself to rest, you know, because it's part of the plan. So uh, sign up, find a plan and work the plan. I, exactly. Because I remember one day, when I was first starting, and I said, oh, I had a horrible swim today. You know, and tomorrow's supposed to be a rest day, but I'm thinking about going to the pool. And Kim beat me over the head. <laughs> Virtually. We, 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 we hold each other accountable, don't we, to uh, train and when we need to let our bodies rest. <laughs> She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> Take that day, and you will be fine come April. So, and that's where, you know, trusting the, the plan, you know, takes effect. But I would also say just 
just start something. You don't even have to start anything big. Um, if they're unloading your truck, get out and swing a kettlebell around. Um, go do some squats by your truck while they're unloading or loading your truck. Um, walk around your truck 10 times. Uh, do something like a push-up challenge, a 30-day push-up challenge, or maybe a 30-day plank challenge, or a 30-day sit-up challenge. They are all over uh, the Internet. All you got to do is type in plank challenge or push-up challenge, and, and they will pop up to tell you how many you do the first day, how many you do the second day. Those are things you can do in your truck in the morning before you even – go down the road. It kind of gets your blood pumping and gets you a little more awake than, than just rolling from the sleeper, you know, behind the driver's seat. Uh, you can do that whether it's hot or cold outside. Uh, those things you can do right there inside the truck and not be out in the weather if it's, you know, snowy or icy or, or whatever. Um, when you're at a truck stop, PAs and Petros have fitness centers. Uh, just go in and walk 30 minutes while you watch TV instead of uh, sitting in the TV room. Um, go and walk in the um, fitness room on the treadmill while you watch TV. Do little things first. If you start with little things first, the bigger things will follow because the more you do, the more you feel like doing. Um, what's that old adage? You can be happy if you just decide to be happy. Well, you can you can work out if you just decide to work out, even if you don't don't necessarily feel like it at first. When you start, you'll be glad you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, another tip, especially uh, there's a system out there invented by I forgot his name, Bob. Um, anyways, uh, he invented the Fit system. It's made especially for trucks to go in the sleeper. It's basically resistance bands, and they clip into the seatbelt bolts on the floor and in your sleeper and you have like an exercise system sitting right there in the sleeper ready to go anytime you're ready to work out uh very affordable you can find them at freightliners i think right around 40 bucks very easy to install you know a wrench and you're ready to go yeah yeah, well, so that- yeah bob perry there you go. great yeah that, that's the name thank you <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be elaborate to to start out. Just even walking your dog. Get a dog, you know, mm-hmm. and take your dog for a walk. Um, run around the parking lot of the truck stop if you don't feel safe taking a longer run. Uh, lots of truck stops are huge. There's some that are over a mile uh, in diameter when you actually do the diameters of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do a couple of laps around there. Uh, and you've got a couple of miles in every day or every other day. And PA and Petro, they're trying really hard to get drivers to start exercising. A lot of them have walking trails. You, uh, you When you go inside or you can check the app, it'll tell you whether or not there's a walking trail. Um, they have fitness rooms, basketball courts, basketballs provided, beanbag toss. I mean, anything just to get the drivers moving. They're doing a really good job trying to help the drivers out. Kim, I want you to talk for a minute about why this is so important when you're a driver. Some of the things, I know you all talk, you and Kevin talk about it a lot on Destination Health, how the um, the DOT physicals are getting harder and they are cracking down and 
it's coming down the pike that if you are really unhealthy and out of shape, you may not be able to drive in the not too distant future. Yeah, you know, and we've we've had some people on the show, and my heart goes out to them where they're up against that. You know, they have 30 days till they have to make some major changes, and um, we've found that you know, with the diet is the number one thing. You know, get the diet in line, and um, you can't. You know, we say you can't exercise out exercise a bad diet. So start with the diet and get that in place. And, and they make huge shifts um, in their sugar. Um, that's usually the number one thing that we're finding people need to need to address around getting their, their cards. Um, but the exercise goes along with it. And a lot of times, you know, people just feel you're just – and you're tired, you know, and, and, and you don't want to do – get out and walk or, or do anything as far as exercise. And, and like you said, don't even know where to start because they haven't done it for so long. But the, to me, the, the two things go hand in hand. Um, and what you'll find when you get the diet in line and we get the, you know, cut out the sugar and cut out the breads and get your energy level to where you even feel like you can do anything. Um, and you're, 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 you're taking back your life then. You're taking back um, control. You're not letting – you know, the DOT physical takes that away from you. Um, you're in complete control. And I know we've had people say this, they just feel like they, you know, you hit that rock bottom point that you um, don't feel like it is in your control um, because it just seems bigger than um, something you can address. But we're here to say we're watching people do that, do this all the time with some quick changes in their diet. And, you know, getting out there and saying, I'm going to do this no matter what, you know, if you, you might feel like people are looking at you, like, you know, walking around the truck stop, but I'll tell you what, you're inspiring somebody else. They're watching you and they're thinking, maybe I can do that too. So just take ownership of it and the empowerment that you can make a change and, um, and you'll never be up against that again, that you might lose your license and, and lose your livelihood um, because this is in your control and trust that, by every movement you do each day, it's getting you closer to um, better health, to like that, to not worrying about your your job. Um, and and there's a lot of people out here to support you with it. Yeah, and for anybody that doesn't already know, uh, Kim Cockerham is co-host of Destination Health Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find their show on letscrock.com slash audio road. They record live usually one to two hours every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So check their show out. They have a lot of good info. Her and Kevin Rutherford do that show together. Yes, very, yeah, very thank nice you. show. Thanks, you guys. We, we have such a great tribe and, and listeners that bring some awesome questions that we're all learning from each other and supporting each other. And that's the key with the whole exercise thing, too. Don't do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. Um, you know, there's there's – ton of people out here that you know sometimes it's good to have an accountability partner with that say hey i'm going to do this or i'm going to sign up for this and and um and if it can if that's what you need a goal buddy or something to make it happen do what you need to do to make make it happen exactly that accountability is so awesome because i know especially now that i have the watch and it automatically downloads the workout you can't fake a workout because i you know (laughs) i or he expects to see the stuff from all the stuff from, you know, training peak. So when I've got that workout, she expects me to finish. And so I know I, I have to get that done because if I don't, I'm going to have to explain 
why I didn't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think in this whole time, I've only had one that I haven't done. And that was Wednesday when I was leaving to come out here. It was just too much stuff packed into a day when I was trying to get out a little bit too ambitious on, you know, what I could and could not do to get ready to get the car rented and come out here. And she said, you know, don't worry about it. Just go out there, have a good time and enjoy and soak it all in. Um, and then, and enjoy, but an accountability partner is awesome. And, you know, maybe it's somebody in the same company that you work for, uh, that y'all can text back and forth every morning. Hey, are you awake? You know, I'm doing my walk around the parking lot now. Are you doing yours? Or, you know, uh, Maybe it's your spouse or a relative that every day that's your time together on the phone. Maybe you do that while you're, you know, you're both walking a mile. Uh, there's so many fun ways that you can get that accountability in and get your workout in um, that it's, it's just a matter of finding that person that will help you through and you'll both be healthier. You'll both be happier. You'll both be healthier and you're helping each other out, which is always an awesome thing to do. Yep, and you can be accountable to yourself. Um, I, I've been doing really good with my workout plan. I've been uh, training for about six weeks, following the uh, app and everything like that. And this week, I was kind of on vacation. And I got here, and I was supposed to do a run before the 5K. I got lazy. I didn't do it. You feel it when you skip a workout, and you will know, okay, I should not do that. I need to keep my training plan up. Otherwise, I'm going to suffer the next time. Yeah, and there's always uh, there's a saying in running, never trust the first mile. Um, when you go out, you always, I always feel I always feel crappy when I first start, and I'm like, oh, there's no way I can do this. Oh, everything hurts. I don't want to walk today. This sucks. I don't... But once you get started and you kind of get that blood flowing, your whole mindset changes. You become, you're looking around, you're enjoying the scenery, you're, you're feeling better. And I always told myself this, especially when, before I had a coach, when I was just doing uh, half marathon training on the road and it was cold or it was early or it was dark or whatever excuse I was using that day, I always told myself, just go for 15 minutes. If you don't want to still be out there 15 minutes, then come back. But you know what? I never came back after 15 minutes. And so that was my way of just tricking myself. I would give myself the permission to quit if I didn't want to be out there after that first 15 minutes. Well, after 15 minutes, your blood's flowing, your heart's pumping, you're actually starting to feel pretty good. And not one time did I ever come back after just 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you never regret a workout, actually. You never do. Once no. you get started, um, you never regret it. You definitely regret missing a workout. I'm here to mm-hmm. tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, some good, uh, some more good uh, resources if you uh, want to get started in exercising, changing your diet, whatever it is. Um, some books. Uh, Keto Clarity by Jimmy Moore, Eat the Yolks by Liz Wolf. Um, another good food book besides those two. Those are the two best ones that I could think of. So those are the two best food books I can think of. Uh, 
when it comes to uh, being on that kind of a diet and exercising, the art and science of low carbohydrate performance and primal endurance if you're looking into triathlons on that kind of a diet. Exactly. Yeah, you can find yeah, all and those books on Yeah, and if you're looking to be, I remember um, when I first went to get running, if that's something you aspire to, um, I mean, pick up a magazine, you know, start start immersing yourself in that world and learning more and uh, you'll just get more intrigued, get fascinated with it. Um, and I'm sure you guys have, you know, you guys are a great, if you planted a seed, hopefully there's somebody who's listening out there planted a seed that they might want to do that. Um, there, there's a lot of us here that are, are ready to, to support and answer, you know, take it further. Exactly. And I want to bring back something that you said earlier when you talked about you can't outrun or you can't out-exercise a bad diet, diet literally is about 80% of your physique, about 80%. However, exercise is about 10%. And, but when you go out and take a walk, it immediately lowers your blood pressure. Um, it has some instantaneous positive effects on your body just, to, just going for a short walk. Just doing um, five minutes of jump rope, uh, just sprinting across the parking lot uh, four or five times once a week. Those things don't take a whole lot of time, yet they have tremendous uh, positive effects on your body. You do not have to go out and run five miles a day. A simple little burst of exercise will do a lot. And when, when Kim said you can't out exercise a bad diet, Go to any starting line of any marathon or half marathon or any endurance sport anywhere in the United States, and you will see people of all shapes and sizes. And you will then understand that no matter how much you run or how much you train, if you feed your body garbage, you can tell because <laughs> you can't outrun a bad diet. But little changes can make a huge difference. So what about rest, guys? Because rest is also important for, um, it's, it's important to fuel your body. It's important uh, to be successful in trucking so that, you know, you don't, uh, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing in trucking. So what are some of the things that we can do as far as getting better rest? Well, uh, changing your diet. You'd be surprised how much the food that you eat affects your sleep quality. Uh, my husband, uh, he's uh, our call screener tonight, which by the way, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or anything you want to talk about, press one and we'll screen your call and we'll get you on the show. But my husband used to sleep horribly, fitfully. I mean, he was just a horrible sleeper. But when we changed our diet to eating whole healthy foods focused on a high fat, moderate protein, low carbohydrate diet. It was amazing. The change was practically instantaneous how well he sleep slept. So that's huge. Changing your diet will massively improve your sleep quality. That and yeah. uh, go ahead, Kim. Oh no, I was just you know, we I you know, I'm 53, and I uh, came up with, grown up with, you know, it was almost a martyr syndrome type thing where it's like you could say how little sleep you got. You know, we we 
we keep going thinking it's okay to get only five hours sleep or four hours or six hours sleep. Um, and I think it's one of the most underrated things you can do for yourself. And um, it's a, a shift in paradigm thinking of putting sleep um, first from put it up. You know, I go to a doctor of Chinese medicine and that's, she puts in that order, sleep, eat good, healthy food and move your body. And to be honest, I would have had that so flipped, you know, sleeping last, you know. Um, but as soon as you make that a priority, because everything else can fall in line behind it, just like good eating and good exercising, um, you'll find a way, you know, put the phone away, um, you know, cut out the, ex- the outside noises and, and light even if you have to cover your eyes so you can get better sleep. But in your mind, put sleep at the top. Exactly. And I want to touch on uh go a little bit deeper into what you uh, touched on there, and that is get off the phone and the computer screen at least an hour before bedtime. Two is preferable, but at least an hour. Turn that Qualcomm screen off. It's very, very bright. Um, Try to start waking up, especially in the wintertime, with the the rising of the sun, if you can, if uh, if you're flexible as far as time. Go to bed earlier. Get up earlier. Um, if you get up earlier and you work out even a little bit, you'll be tired at night, which will allow you to go to bed and get that sleep and rest that you need. Uh, try to stay away from sugar. Sugar will keep you awake. Um, stay away from caffeinated drinks after 2 p.m. Try to try to do things that will help you get the rest that you need. A lot of people don't feel good because they're not well rested. And it's... Um, it's, I would say it's probably an epidemic in, in our country right now that people really aren't getting the rest and the sleep that they need to function well. And here's the other thing. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're not getting rested, it's going to be a long road because that's one of the things that will block weight loss quick, fast, and in a hurry is not getting rest. Yep, absolutely. So, um, Kim, tell us a little bit more about the actual race, the Ironman that you did. Um, mm. How was it for you? You know what? Um, when I that morning, it was I it was funny because my husband even said I was like so quiet the the couple of days when we got out there. Um, there is this, there's this feeling of, again, something bigger than you're possible that is possible to do, but yet you're amongst all these people that have come from all different lives, all different, you know, they all have their families and their work and, and their hopes and their dreams. And, you know, you're all in this collective town where like you guys are at right now and, and you probably feel that, you know, you look at all these people and, um, I remember waking up early and, you know, getting on my, it was a wetsuit race, um, you know, get my wetsuit and you just start going through the motions and you think, you know, you knew it's going to be a long day, but it was really interesting. Um, I had a lady that had racked her bike next to me and um, she told me that was, she had just done one three weeks before and she was going to be doing another one a couple weeks after. And she was older than me. You know, when I did the race, I was 50. So she was, I think she was 55, 56. And she shared with me that she's always, she's done, she had done like 25 of them nervous leading up to racking her bike until the next morning. And she goes, but when you wake up tomorrow morning, you're just going to click into gear. Just, just like you guys do, right. You know, before you go out on trip, there's things that you just do. And it's all that training you did ahead of time that just 
put you in that mindset. Now I was petrified. <laughs> I was, you know, but that was part of it. I, and they even said at the start, if you are not nervous, you, this isn't big enough for you then, you know, everybody's nervous and it's, and you're sharing that, you know, um, which is kind of cool. You know, if you're out there suffering, you're suffering with other people too. And it's, and that, that's in a good way. Um, Cause you're out there doing something that you would think is bigger than yourself. So, I mean, I just remember lining up. It wasn't a mass swim start. It was a rolling swim start. So we weren't all in the water at the same time for the gun to go off. Um, we rolled in, which was kind of interesting because you're just, you know, you're just like, oh, my goodness. But um, along with the training that you did, you have to train your mental. And, you guys, with anything you do um, in life in general, the mental can be so strong. It could have defeated me from the get-go. It can defeat you on any goal you want to do. So I encourage people to work on your mental as much as um, any physical thing you do or any work thing you do. So, you know, it's that whole thing to just test your training. I, I'll never forget stepping in the water and um, and just just getting in the motion. They say get in a routine. And the thing about swimming, especially, in, and think, watch this when you watch the swimmers tomorrow, um, it is so quiet out there. When you're in the middle of a lake, even though you've got, 2,000 people around you, it's pretty eerily quiet. <laughs> um, you're not talking. Um, so you just, you just, you trust your training. You trust the things that you've worked on for so long. And, and um, it was a double loop swim. Um, by the time I was going on my second loop, um, the people, the fast swimmers were coming up behind me and over me and stuff, but you just keep going. And it was just the coolest thing to come out of there, and you've got people around you that are um, – you'll see the best in people tomorrow of people encouraging. Um, and if I encourage anybody out there, if you're in a, in a town and you see a race going on, go watch it. Just – you'll see um, a part of humanity that is – just fills your heart and just lifts you up because um, the, they're, they're encouraging, that people are digging deep. And see, I get off on tangents because I just get so excited <laughs> But coming out of the water, anyways, we had to had to run a quarter mile to our bikes, and they actually people there are taking care of you. They bring you know as you're running, they're bringing your bike to you. You you hop on your bike, and um, it was a two loop course, 56 miles each one. Um, Lake Placid was a pretty hilly course because you're in the Adirondack Mountains, but um, you just keep pedaling, just keep pedaling, and. Uh, you can't, again, you can't be next to people talking, so it's kind of a lonely thing out there, but uh, you still feel the energy from all your fellow athletes and the spectators. And you're up against the clock. I'm a, I'm not fast, so you're up against different cutoffs, and I was very aware. You're calculating in your head, and you, you know what you need to do. You know what's in front of you. Um, it was important to me to keep up with my nutrition. My watch went off every 15 minutes. Um, where I would take in liquid, nutri- liquid nutrition out on the bike. And because uh, uh, if you didn't do that, you wouldn't either. You absolutely wouldn't be able to finish it. You have to honor your body and respect your body to fuel it for what was ahead. Um, my bike was a long time. It took me eight hours. It took me eight hours and I think 17 minutes on the bike. And I got off it with a half hour to, to spare. And um, as I went running out of transition, I'll never forget this. There's like three and four people deep coming out of there. And if you ever pictured, like you see something and I saw this guy, but everybody else around it was foggy, you know, kind of like faded out. But he looked at me and he pointed his finger at me and he goes, 
you are going to have to dig deep. And what he meant by that was I was up, you know, against the time cutoff, you know, at that point. And I'll never forget that. And I thought for him to do that, and that's, you know, and you guys, I can see you two out there yelling at people and encouraging them and lifting them. Any chance you get a chance to step out of your comfort zone and lift somebody up by saying something like that, like pointing the finger at you. He didn't say, good job, keep going. He looked at me and pointed his finger and said, you are going to have to dig deep. And I'll, I'll be forever grateful for that. Um, so that was, that was heading out on the, the marathon 26.2. And, um, I ran, I knew what I needed to do. So I ran the, um, the first half and I knew I was, I was okay. You know, um, it was a run walk. I actually planned to run walk. Um, and one of the books I read said that if you think you're going to run the entire time for your first Ironman after, you know, the swim and the bike, you might be fooling yourself. So plan ahead of time. And I switched my training up for that and was grateful for that. So again, you know, know to shift gears as you are learning and moving forward. And uh, the camaraderie on the run, you girls are going to see it tomorrow. The camaraderie on the run is, is phenomenal because you've been kind of alone. You know, you can't talk on the swim. You can't really talk and get close to people on the bike. But on the run, um, people are encouraging and, you know, you're saying you're going to make it. And um, and I did. I ended up, I ended up, I walked the last eight miles. I knew I was okay because I just saw a lot of people go down because of bad nutrition or or something that they weren't able to finish, and I just had to finish. And uh, I ran, walked with a girl who had fallen on her bike and hurt her knee, and we worked together and, and got through it together. And um, I'll be forever grateful for for the experience and the people that supported me. You don't do it alone. You do not do something like this big alone, nor would I want to. You know, it's it was a it was a family effort. It was my kids, my husband, my friends, my coach, and um, truly honored, truly honored to be able to to have completed it. That's awesome. One thing I want to that you mentioned was when you were talking about the cutoff times, and that can kind of translate to just about anything. Just look at what you have to do in the immediate. Don't look at, I have, you know, oh, my goodness, I only have 17 hours to do this. What am I going to do? Just focus on what what do I have to do today? What do I mm-hmm. have to do this hour? What, what do I have to do this week? And the same can be said, not just for training on the road or exercising on the road, but what can I do today that makes myself, that, that will make me more marketable? that will make me rise in my career? What can I do in the next hour that will help my body, that will make me more physically fit? What can I do in the next, you know, two hours? What can I do? I have 15 minutes here. What can I do right this second to help? And it doesn't have to be a big, long, drawn-out goal. Like you said, your goal was to just get to the swim cutoff. And then your goal was to just get to the bike cut off. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, look at, we're almost to Thanksgiving, and it seemed like we just turned the calendar. And that's if I tell, you know, life's too short. Time's going to go by, whether we're doing something or not. Um, Look at things you want to do. We all have 24 hours. I always tell my kids to, you know, get rid of your yeah buts. Yeah, but I'm tired. Yeah, but he doesn't have to work. Yeah, but, you know, um, 
I've got kids at home or yeah, but you know, all these things, yeah, but it's cold out. Um, get rid of those, decide what you're going to do. Um, because time's going to go by whether you do it or not. So you might as well live it to the fullest, see what you can do. Um, cause you never know what's out there for you to experience. It, that what you just said kind of reminds me of a joke that was on the show, the golden girls when Sophia said she wanted to go to medical school and, uh, Dorothy said, what, when you graduate, you're going to be like 92. And she goes, well, I'm going to be 92 anyway. I'm not as well be a doctor. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, mate, you, you're going to be doing, you know, you're going to be doing something. You might as well do something productive. Speaking of 92, why don't we talk about that nun that's done like how many Ironmans? And she's 80 like something? 45 Ironmans. Yeah. Um, 80 um, 86. The Sister Madonna Booter? Yeah. Yeah, she's, um, I don't know how old she is now. She tried to break the, she's like 82, 83, but she did it, um, did it into her 80s. Um, When I was at Ironman last year in Hawaii, uh, Lou Hollander, he was um, 85. Um, Unfortunately, he didn't finish. He, he, I think he did get out on the run, but um, yeah, there's these 80-year-old people without legs. I mean, just um, blind, blind people. I look at them like, what's my excuse to not get up and, you know, move my body today. <laughs> you know, um, you'll always find somebody that's doing more with less. So, you know, if that keeps you inspired, I surround myself with that. I surround myself with people doing, doing more and, um, it, it lifts me up. You mentioned uh, some books that you read while you were training for the Ironman. Can you tell everybody what those books are? Mm, I'm trying to think. There's, yeah, I, I actually had all the DVDs, you too, because I would have them, I guess, my background noise. And, um, again, just to keep me immersed in it, there's a book, I think, called 17 Hours, um, and it was stories of uh, small stories of people that did, you know, did the race, some, you know, finished, not finished, so forth. Um Iron Fit was a training book that I used. Um, I read Sister Madonna Booter's book. I read, um, oh, oh, Christy, Christy, uh, oh, gosh, Chrissy, Chrissy Wellington, who's a big, big racer. So I went and found some biographies of people that raced. Um, I got the triathlete magazine, again, just to keep myself immersed in, just like you do with business. You know, you find business books to get better at what you're doing, um, you know, to learn goals and that kind of stuff. So find what you want to do, and and those are the books I went and found. The the DVDs, the books. Um, I think there's a see There's one other ones I share with you. Well, I'll I'll um, tell you one book. If you don't want to do an Ironman, don't listen to this book because once you listen to it, you want to do an Ironman. It's called You Are an Ironman. Mm. Once I listen, I'm like oh man, I gotta do this. It's so super cool. Yeah. You don't want to do it, the book. But if you're teetering, you're thinking about it, you're, you're like, that sounds interesting, listen to that book. In fact, Melissa, isn't that why we're here at Ironman Arizona instead of Ironman Louisville? Exactly. I, I li- got outvoted. I was going to do Ironman Louisville, and then Melissa listened to the You Are an Ironman. She's like, no, we have to do Ironman Arizona. So I'm yeah. like, okay, that's fine. Right. After hearing all those stories, I was like, man, I have to go experience this for myself. This is awesome. <laughs> that's great. Um, the one last thing if people wanted to, you know, um, I'm not sure of, it helped me, and you guys will see that there tomorrow. There are tons of charities out there that um, 
that go and do races like this and raise money. It made a big difference for me when I did team and training because it, it was something, um, it took it away from just myself. I was um, going to go and raise money for the Leukemia Society. So if you're touched by something in your life or have struggle and you want to do um, something bigger in honor of somebody or, or that, you know, think think about that because that can be a very motivating factor just to to get out there and, and make a difference. It makes a difference in a whole nother way, not just yourself. Exactly. And raises some good money for, mm-hmm. for good, for good causes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, regardless of where you are in life, if you are an athlete and you're worried about losing your training while you're out on the road, don't figure out a way to get it done. You can get it done. I'm on the road, not right now, but I will be next week. And for, you know, for the future, while I train for the Ironman, I figured out a way to get it done. Download that All Trails app. You know, just get your train run. If you're like sitting on the couch, like I was six weeks ago, just start. All you have to do is start and just keep moving. And I want to make I I, I train for several half marathons while uh, driving over the road. Keep a notebook, and when you see when you get to a shipper that allows parking. Or a truck stop that has some really good roads around it with shoulders or running trails close by. Keep those in a notebook so that you know when you go back to an area, oh, wait, you know what? I have that pilot. I can, if I plan my day and I end my day at that pilot, there's a running trail right behind it. I can go for my bike ride or I can go for my run. Um, Or there's a Planet Fitness half a mile from that. Uh, truck stop or that shipper and they will let me park there keep a journal or a diary of those type of things so that you're always ready when you know I, I mean I would know I would literally plan my week where okay Sunday's my long run let me get through um, this part of Ohio I can rearrange my day and I can go do my long run because there's several trails there so just kind of keep those things handy to where you can look and say Oh, well, what's in this area? Use the things like truck and runners. If you post a question on there like that, hey, I'm going to be at XYZ area on Friday. What's a good place to run? You will be inundated with ideas and loops that people have done. Uh, go get my, uh, not my fitness pal, uh, what, what's it called? Um, map My Run. Oh, yeah. Map My Run, you can go on Map My Run and punch and uh, hit your location, and there will be runs and walks that people have done and map them out for you. They'll tell you how far it is from where you are, uh, how far that loop is or that out and back is. So use those tools to your advantage so that you can get your workouts in over the road. Like I said, I've trained for multiple half Uh, marathons while driving over the road that means I've done training runs by myself in state after state after state and you just have to be um, you just have to be willing to be a little adventurous because you're not going to be in places that you're familiar with Um, if you're if you're not in an area that has good shoulders or whatever you don't feel safe run around the parking lot I have breathe in more diesel fumes and run mm-hmm. around more parking lots than I can care to tell you. Uh, and I'm sure it was entertaining for people in there because I have run seven, eight, and nine miles in circles in truck stop parking lots. <laughs> so 
<laughs> but don't worry about it. Just go and do your thing and don't worry about it. Cause like Kim said, you don't know who you're going to motivate. Well, gosh, they're at, they've been out there for an hour and a half. Maybe I should take a 15 minute walk. You know, you I, just never know. I'll tell you something that inspired me one time. I was walking from a truck stop back to my truck at a love and I looked over to my left and I saw this fairly big guy. He was probably, it was 300 pounds if he was anything. And he's just hoping it in circles around his truck. And I was like, you go, dude. You're awesome. So, yeah, just get out there and do it. All you have to do is start. Yeah, and and the number one thing too, I, I we didn't we didn't mention this, and I forgot about it. Is um, we talk about your why, find your why. We have people that call into our show that we had a guy post on Destination Health that he went to his son's birthday party and can jump on the trampoline with his son. He could never do that before. So if your why is is that being able to play with your kids or. Um, uh, being able to to get in and out of your truck easier. We have a lady, she just wants to be able to ride with her husband. Um, that's her why, to to get healthy. So decide what your why is, and that is what will get you through those times where you don't want to get out and, and walk, and you don't want to do that. Um, there's a commercial on TV with a, with a gentleman on a treadmill, and the pit, he has a picture of his kids on the treadmill, you know, do that. Plaster the inside of your truck with that um, if you need to, to just remind yourself um, of why you want to get healthy and why you want to step out and maybe, you know, get walking and get running and, and experience some new experiences and, and, and get healthier on the way. That's a good, that is a good thing. Cause I, I, I know what my why is. I see people that hit their 60s, 70s, and they can't move, they're stuck, they, they're barely mobile because they have neglected themselves for years. And I don't want to be that person, you know, to where you're basically stuck in a chair spending your golden years because you, you can't do it anymore because you, you've squandered that opportunity. And so that's, that's been my why for quite some time. And the bling. I like the bling, too. So those are my <laughs> That's awesome. I guess, I guess my why is I've always wanted to be in shape. I always wanted an athlete. Um, the problem is, is I'm not good at anything. So when when Becky helped me discover triathlons and I set the goal to do an Ironman a year from now, it 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 made me want to do the training. Like, I'm signing up for this Ironman tomorrow, Monday. Um, it's non-refundable, so I either do it or I lose my money. So that's I'm a good training, motivator. I'm trained, and I'm going to do the Ironman in a year. Sometimes you just have to set a goal. Exactly, and commit. Yep. Yeah, and some people say we should be committed, but you know that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So we've got like 50 seconds left. So let's just wrap up with: no matter who you are, or what you're doing, or what your goal is. The, the main thing is just get out and move. If it's 15 seconds, if it's sprinting once a week, if it's just doing squats while you're getting loaded, whatever you can do, even if you can't do that much at first, just do something. Just do something to uh, get the blood flowing and get your body moving. Ladies? Yeah. I think that pretty much covers it. I say we end the show right there on that. Nope. Awesome. And Kim? you guys, do people, can they email us at support if they have any questions or need to reach out to you guys? Yeah. I'm not sure if you have, you have any. 
Yeah, then, thanks, Kim, very much. Uh, if you have any questions, email support at Let's Truck, um, and they will get it out. One, Kim is one of the people that gets those questions answered. You can also go to our Facebook page, Trucking 101 on Audio Road. Ask a question there. Give us a like if you haven't already. And also share the podcast with other drivers. We're trying to get the word out so we can help all the new drivers in the industry. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.